Um, what? I don't know what else I could change. Oh, there you go. We're going live. We're watching. Oh, hey, it is on my side. No, it's not on my side. Hey, it's watching Canvas Legalization can News. Here, I can, can hear you. Me? Holy shit. I don't you know what just happened. No, I did. Oh, oh, my God. I don't know what fucking happened. Oh, good. Good. Hey, guys. Welcome to Canvas Legalization News. I'm Tom. That's Miggy over there. And this is GDP. So uh, we got a real big story for you. It's the first one where I am at home uh, until I can actually go to the new office. Uh, let's get into it. All right. Yes, sir. I think my computer itself was mute. And so like for the whole Tom and I've been troubleshooting for like 20 minutes already. So uh, thanks for joining us. we got some really interesting stuff to talk about and frustrating as usual. What up, Tom? Very frustrating. This technology stuff. It's just it's for the birds. Dude, I think so. The issue was my laptop itself was on mute. And I just figured because it's plugged in, things default. I don't know. Anyways, I have to. <laughs> what okay. up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. It's Cannabis Legalization News. What was our big story? Oh, our big story this year is this is the last Cannabis Legalization News. And now, because uh, Miggy and I were screwing with settings, I'm going to try to make sure that that mic is actually turned on and working so that you have a better experience. Uh, Miggy, what do you think the top five news stories of the year of 2022 were? Well, we got this this latest one with the, well, for me personally, I think the the fact that Biden made those announcements, you know, that's, that's, right there you know uh it's never been mentioned on a presidential administrative side level so yay forwardness right yay forwardness never once and then they did it uh which i'm, I'm kind of stoked on don't get me wrong uh it, it would have been my number one story was the uh, biden's announcement so hopefully the um the audio is coming better than that yeah, uh, good. the next the next big story was probably the standalone piece of litigation I'd say that they have the the bill that they passed to do the research. Oh that, yeah, totally. Sorry. And then um, Brittany Griner, I put her in the top five. Mm, that's definitely a good one. Mm -hmm. but, but you know, for me, it's always been the administra administrative stuff, right? Like you know, the whole advocacy thing is like mostly been just for one. Don't go to jail. And don't go to jail. <laughs> don't go to jail. And then two, safety access. You know, and this is. Uh, uh, dominoes into rights for everybody else, right? Like, I don't go to jail. You don't go to jail. It's just a plant. It's okay. Uh, so I, I like I like I like the administrative stuff when you know. As since we've been doing this show, you know, and of course, I do the the kooky live streaming gaming thing, which you know, culture. You know, I think. So. Yeah. Well, um, the other big stories I think is that uh, the election was a big story. Uh, mm. We. We thought the election would have been a lot more uh, pro-cannabis, but it turns out it wasn't. Uh, only two out of five, I believe five states, three rejected, both Dakotas and Arkansas. So only two states, Missouri and Maryland, voted to legalize it in 2022. That was a, a setback. I'd also say the federal laws were a setback. Oh, yeah. I'm glad there was that one that passed, but then you had other ones in the sense that the, the Safe Banking Act failed and failed, and then it would keep passing out of the House and just fail in the Senate, not even get called for a vote. Right, uh, right. Well, not even, act. well, not even getting the um, Safe Banking Act through a, a lame duck session, right? We thought this was the moment. This was the low bar on how to get things through the, the process, you know, the, the bureaucracy of it all. Mm -hmm. 
Not a Turns thing. Out, no, that was not it. Yeah. Well, and even though, you know, they still, they kind of like double down, right? Because I think you make a great point about the 2022 elections being uh, 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 disappointing, right? Like the fact that Herschel Walker was even a contender. Like, I don't even know how like so many millions and thousands of people vote because because they vote for party like religion, right? It's like they're- We're, uh, we're a fame-centric country. People yeah. like when you're famous. But have you heard and the man speak? There you go. What's up? I'm just saying, though, but, like, if you want a leader, yeah. and you hear these guys speak. speak. No, I mean, like, again, his job was to wear a football helmet and not say anything and tackle people. Or actually, right. I think he was a Heisman Trophy winner, so he wasn't tackling people. He was scoring touchdowns. But to me, it's like a representation of the whole party thing, right? Like, the fact that, like, here we got the story with the Senate GOP faces politics versus policy battle in marijuana, mm-hmm. right? McConnell's bragging that he stopped any progressive legislation towards, you know, whether it be safe banking or... You know, the uh, uh, what do you call it? The the pardons have been an issue, right? Like outrageous. Like how dare he encourage the right? Even their their number one guy, the top contender, talks about like killing drug people, right? Yep. Uh, pushers or whatnot. And, and referring to marijuana as a drug as opposed to, uh, you know, plant flowers right. uh, or, a, you know, derogatory term for plants and flowers. But, you know, with this whole how long I've been doing the advocacy that you learn, if you don't learn, like, you know, coming out, talking about legalization, uh, you know, first it starts off with, for me, it was like, one, I don't want to go to jail. How can I prevent this from happening? And then you mm-hmm. learn how the system works. You will learn about how policy works. You learn about how uh, 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 polls and all the other stuff. Right. And and there's this like mindset out there. It seems when you're talking about like, uh, uh putting drug dealers and pushers in uh, prison for life or killing them or whatever, you know, you're still talking about fellow citizens and you're also talking about wrong policy because it's a substance and how we policy the substance is just ridiculous. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yep. It absolutely is. But that's just, uh, there's so much politics in this plant politics that shouldn't even fricking be there, but uh, yet there it is. And uh, it's going to be there and it's been there the whole time. So it's been a political plant for 80 years. It's going to continue to be a political plant. Uh, And I'm just glad that we're slowly winning the war, but it's still something that they're going to use to politicize and then to try to control you or to try to line the pockets of an exclusive select few people, typically the wealthy or the um, politically connected, that are going to be the only ones that have these licenses. And, of course, that's terrible. Well, you know that with the wealthy part, right? It's not a... It's not a, a race issue. It's a it's a the, the the haves and haves nots, and the haves don't want anybody to have any. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if the haves wanted people to have something. We would not have health insurance in this country. It would be single payer, just like it is in Britain. Well, we got so many issues, even with like the the Brittany Griner issue, right? Like so many people being so mad that that happened, right? Can't be celebrating the fact that a citizen came home. Can't right. be celebrating the fact that a a, 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 a uh, I don't know, a, a successful woman who, an athlete uh, uh, that represented America, you know, and, and came home safely. And and now she actually came back. Did you see on uh, her uh, uh, Instagram, she uh, posted about how uh, she's going to go uh, uh, advocate for, for people incarcerated across uh, overseas. Yeah. So, I mean, things have a domino effect. Everybody wants this like perfect fluffy world where shit happens automatically you know with the sweep of pen everybody releases you know it's unfortunate that people are serving time or have died behind bars or 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 going through 
shitty prosecution because of this law, right? Like mm-hmm. Adela, Adela Wisdom, a friend of mine, still going through a court case in Missouri. Jesus. Like, like the state that just recreationally legalized it mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, and it became court. became lawful 10 days ago. I mean, that was exactly. one of our big stories this year. And the oldest cannabis prohibition in the country is over uh, now that Missouri has legalized. And Missouri is going to be an interesting uh do a lot of business in Missouri next year where they have those 144 micro licenses. That's going to be interesting to see. It's a, it's a lottery, but then the people that are going to win aren't going to be able to stand up those businesses because then they wouldn't have been eligible for being in a lottery, which is kind of strange catch 22. Well, I mean, Missouri is a great example of how like things happen within America, like the whole bigger picture with legalization, right? Cause you would think common sense would say, okay, uh, this law just recreation recreationally legalized it. So anybody in the past or any case that's going through a process right now, you know what? What's the point? But there's being wasted time and wasted energy and wasted money. And wasted lives. They're wasting, wasting people's lives. lives, man. Wasting time. You know, you don't get time. wasting time and lives. Cure leave. Nope. True leave. True leave. That was a, the next article. Did you have that one up? I mean, I could try to bring it up, but uh, no, I I'm, on a, I'm on a Mac. No, it's not a Mac. I usually am on a Mac, but now because I'm opening up a new office, uh, we use Google to run the business. And so I'm trying to share a screen and I'm on a Google Chromebook. No, you're good. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm doing something different too. I'm on a laptop in the living room because my college bound kid is home. So I'm mm-hmm. kicked out of that room that I was using. So uh, ah. <laughs> yeah, but yep. yeah, there's the, the truly article that we have. Uh, uh, Truly, layoffs result in class action lawsuit. The litigation alleges the Florida-based multi-state cannabis operator did not give adequate notice before dismissing an undisclosed number of workers in Gadsden County. That's right. You have to make sure that you comply with everything, even when you are truly. Now, this is an example of, like, I believe, a positive uh, domino of uh, legalization, right? The fact that these people have rights to sue, you know, for something that was against uh, uh, like a worker's rights policy. You know, here in Washington State, when it was just medical, people who worked in dispensaries or pot shops or grows, they didn't have any L&I. They didn't have mm-hmm. any, uh, you know, rights to like having a weekday or 40 hour work week and all that other stuff. Right. So I, you know, apparently, you know, truly thinks that because it's still an outlaw industry that uh, they can do whatever the hell they want. But the workers have rights. And this is awesome. Yeah, and uh, Steve Vancor is a spokesperson for TrueLeaf, told the news outlet, that is the Tallahassee Democrat, that affected employees were offered alternative jobs at the company's other facilities in Jefferson and Madison counties, and those that do not end up taking those other positions were giving severance packages. So they, they, uh, the official position was, hey, we try to give them some other job, and then they were offered severance packages. Uh, and the reason why they got rid of this Gadsden County cultivation site was because of redundancies. They wanted to mm. decrease redundancies, according to uh, the spokesperson from Trulieve and the Tallahassee, uh, yes, the Tallahassee Democrat. Yeah, I'm surprised they're making shifts like that. But, you know, because I'd imagine your guys' market's still frozen. So anybody who has a license is going to be selling their product no matter what. Right. You know, and, see and, what it is yeah, and so they acquired Harvest, and that was like the true leaf of Arizona mm. uh, a year ago. And after that acquisition, they had some redundancies, and so they right-sized the business by letting a, at least, and well, it was hundreds, but they said they have at least 9,000 employees at TrueLeaf. Damn. 
That's a that's a lot of people. I'm wondering how many with the layoff. What was the layoff? Did they say how many people were laid off? Uh, I don't see where it specifically says the number of layoffs that there were, but they have a, a class action. And so they had to certify a class, which depending on what the Florida rules of a class action are, has got to at least be a few dozen uh, employees that were laid off. And they are alleging that the company did not provide the required worker adjustment and retraining notification act notice regarding the terminations. And so even a- Florida, Florida has worker protection laws. So that's a state law, though, right? That's not a federal thing. So Florida uh, truly didn't know their own state workers' policy. Because here in Washington State, I believe it's like, all right, you're done. <laughs> you know, I don't even get a chance to. Uh, right. And so that's one of the weird things in the sense that, uh, and I haven't I haven't searched that that law, but typically, like all the stuff that we do uh, when we're making, are you kidding? I didn't even copy? That's stupid. And so when we do uh, employee handbooks and stuff, a lot of that is based on federal law. But I don't recall ever hearing this particular federal law. Yeah. I'm trying to paste that. And then why is copy and paste not working? Is copy and paste different on a Chromebook? Uh, Probably. I don't know. No, it shouldn't be, though. Control C. Then Control V. Control V. Yeah. No, you can take no, it works. But then like the caps lock button is not. The caps lock button's like Google Home. And I'm like, hey, that's stupid. That's you couldn't have gotten rid of like the tilde. I don't use that. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's, it's a federal federal really? like, the DOL is coming up, Department of Labor wow. uh, is coming up. And it Warren Act frequently asked questions. The worker adjustment and retraining notification act, the Warren Act ensures advanced notice in cases of qualified plant closings and mass layoffs. The United States Department of Labor has compiled assistance materials to help workers and employers understand their rights and responsibilities under the provisions of the WARN Act. And so here's the wow. workers' guide, and here's some FAQ for the workers' guide. I mean, it would have been nice if somebody, you know, in the Golgothan billion-dollar uh, publicly traded entity that is True Leaf Cannabis would have, you know, consulted federal labor laws before they fired a whole bunch of people i think the answer here is mass layoffs right like like you know they probably didn't take that consideration like no we're just gonna cut this fat here f these people and uh yeah you totally effed up guy because you know if it's one the person in each department or something that trickled out automatically maybe it would never happen but if you're gonna purposely go yeah we're just trying to resize for uh corporate layoffs well yeah you done that up yeah, I mean, yep. And uh, it's not like this is an old law. It's been on the book since 1988. Oh, wow. That's it. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, if a business with, and then are you, uh, uh, does it cover you? Here's when it covers you. Uh, if you are a business with 100 or more full time workers, and that is, you know, out of all the businesses that are out there, like less than 2%, I'd say, have more than 100 workers. Right, right. But still, if you're a corporation of that size, you should know things that um, you should. Yeah. Do. Yeah. You know, you usually do you have any idea how many lawyers that uh, True Leaf probably has? You telling me one of them wasn't like, hey, uh, you know, I think this applies. But again, I haven't read the complaint. Wow. We'll it see how it turns out. It comes down to the quality of the lawyer, right? Like if somebody actually, you know, understands their uh, process, the business rules, you know, you mm-hmm. can call yourself whatever you want, but if you actually, study and know things fuck it there you go all right well what other news stories do we have in the world that was cannabis legalization news our last one by the way of the year 
<laughs> oh, is it? That's right. We're, we're uh, yeah, next weekend, next Sunday is Christmas. And so I hope that everybody yeah. has a wonderful Christmas. We won't be here, uh, but Miggy and I are going to do a deep dive after this, and we'll publish that on Wednesday. So check out the channel. Uh, don't forget to hit the likes, the subscribes, and uh, thank you for hanging out and consider joining uh, as a member. And if you want us to answer your questions in real time, send us a super chat, man. I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, High Lonesome Green Thumbs out of New Mexico. So these guys uh, sent me a story. New Mexico uh, added a, a condition to their uh, uh, cannabis medical program, which is anxiety. Well, that's interesting. Well, yeah. New Mexico is, uh, you know, a great market. It's it's a burgeoning market. It'll be full, I'm sure, in four years, and the price will be low. Uh, it's going to be pretty darn good, but. Um, but, you know, the, the conspiracy theorist in me is like, this is another, you know, as we same conversation, you're trying to get medical or say cannabis is medicine. It's also a good Friday night. All right. It's time. That's right. Back. It's also a good Friday night. And when it's 20 past the hour somewhere, that means that it is 420 somewhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you would like some help on your cannabis application, not until after the first of the year because the Alabama application is due on December 30th. So, you know, got to finish the Alabama application. Uh, get in touch with me over at Tom at collateralbase.com. Send me an email and then I'll be like, okay, here, take this survey to see if you're qualified. And then you'll get to know our systems. And you can even get our newsletter. It goes out on Sundays to remind you to tune in and then also uh, offers and things that we're working on over at the collateral base. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff next year when our office gets open. So I'm right. You're wrong. Says uh, PTSD is also a qualifying condition in New Mexico, which is, you know, getting these mental disorders as part of the physical ailments. You know, I think people just can't wrap their head around this thing that wellness, you know, this is wellness. Cool. You know? <laughs> wellness. Why is that so hard for people? How come like when you sell wellness, they're just like memes, like aliens. <laughs> You know, just like aliens, like that guy from Ancient Aliens with the big hair. That's that's what they're like. They're like, or they're like, uh, hey, you know, wellness. They're like, no, they're like Charlie Kelly from the persecution where he has uh, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he has the papers everywhere and the lines are drawn to everything and he hasn't slept in days. They just think you're kind of a crackpot, which makes no sense. I mean, it's just prejudice the people that don't have exposure to the plant have. 100%, man. 100%. Hey, I got a little, uh, we got a little pot stock news type thing. Oh, you do? Well, let me hit a bumper for you if you got some pot stocks news. Hey, why don't you go ahead and get that up on the screen? I don't see your screen being shared. I have the, the one about congressional researchers detailing an expanding federal state marijuana policy gap and reminding lawmakers of their options to fix it coming up. If you uh, don't have oh, you got it up. All right. Let's let's do some pot stocks real quick. Pot stocks coming up. I say pot stocks because uh, this is coming from uh, what, Cannabis uh, Times. Uh, you know, Michigan for cannabis flower dips below $100 an ounce for the first time. These are the stocks that I care about, the stock market that I care about. Just like in the high times when they list a little what's going on in the state and the value, right? Mm -hmm. Hell, even as a, a when I used to be a, a pharmacist, that's, you know, you, that's the kind of thing you reference, right? You need some right. sort of like, you know, here's my value for a profit. You know, you're willing to pay a little over. But Michigan, the fact that they're under 100 ounce now, Kind of like it takes how long has it been like six years now for Michigan? They've been legal, 
Uh, they legalized it, I believe, in 2016, uh, but it may have only come, become effective in 2018. Uh, and over the course of those four years, they have thousands of licenses. And so they are, and they were one of the first, um, especially in the Midwest, medical. And I want to say their medical goes back to like 2006 or 2008. Yeah. And then they had a lot of growers and a lot of 72 plant growers. And then anybody can get a license, you know, starting in a class A, which is just like 100 plants, all the way up to a class C, which is 2000. And you can have those just stacked on top of each other. But when you that's not a barrier to entry. I mean, like this stuff costs what it costs to build and then be compliant with security and, and build a, a facility that's going to farm stuff that's going to test correctly. But even with that. Uh, that price that kind of goes to this U.S. cannabis spot price. Uh, look at that! Look at the price of this, and and I blow it up without hanging up the feed. That's the real important thing. Right. Uh, here it is: the cannabis spot price. If you go back to December of uh, 2021, so one year later, the spot hmm. price has gone from 13.10 on average per pound wholesale, 1,310 dollars per pound, to $953 a pound. That means that it lost about 25% of its value last year, cleaving $400 per pound off of it. Now, this is, of course, just the U.S. cannabis spot price, not necessarily the price in like an Illinois or something, but there you go. You know, I think, though, when you're talking about value, you're talking about two different things from two different states, legal versus uh, illegal, right? So like in an illegal state, the value is because the person carrying it and, and, and part of it could also go to jail. So there's that tax that gets involved but then in these recreational markets the legal markets that are being observed uh uh you know this is actually what the it's going to happen this is eventually everything comes to a, to a metric that you can look at and say this is you know this is why the c to sell thing isn't necessarily i guess evil but mm -hmm. not for you know from my perspective but you know the thing about michigan though too is they have a very old culture they are part of the the history of the legalization of cannabis johnson claire johnson yeah yeah uh the rainbow farm had a horrible raid where uh, everybody was murdered. I think the, the owners from the uh, federal. So like, there's that it was the like, 70s and 80s. It's like a marijuana Waco in the 70s. Yeah. Hmm. So like, there's a lot of uh, actually that was in the 80s because there is some footage out there from from the events they used to have there. Nice. Uh, yeah. No, it's interesting. Michigan. So Michigan's got that history, and so it's funny to see them just hitting a hundred dollars an ounce now. <clears throat> Whereas what we were talking about a month ago with Oregon. And they bought them out. People are complaining about their prices or the, the yeah. growers are complaining that they can't sell it high enough. You know, like they yeah. didn't anticipate the market or whatever. That's why you should become vertical if your state's laws allow it becoming yeah. vertical, because then you can move your crop at at least retail prices and capture that. Uh, here, here's some more breakouts on the benchmark report. And add that back in there. Total, that's the average of all of them. That's why it's $953 for the week ending December 9th. Indoor is still at 1330. Uh, greenhouse is down to 644 and outdoor is at 386. Uh, indoor prices, your, your input costs, probably between six and $800. Greenhouse, your input costs, maybe two to $300. Outdoor, I've seen that as low as 75 bucks a pound. And this is an average of all the states, right? So some states are probably going to like, like, I think we talked about with uh, Ed Rosenthal. He's what $300 a pound or something insane like that, 500 yeah. So like, you know, when I get a friend like that, hell yeah. <laughs> but. Right. Right. And that's, it's uh this in grams of spot price is $2 and 10 cents. So 
All you home growers at home, add up all your inputs and see if you can beat the $2.10 price per gram. Uh, if you're outdoors, it's much easier. Well, that's what it comes down to, right? For people to get a real idea. You know, that's another part of like home grow. You understand the business. You understand how much the fertilizer, the dirt, the soil, uh, the process, you know, the the cleaning, the purging, the curing, uh, the time. You know, it's like like uh -huh. hunting. Yeah. And then you understand like when you're doing your flower test for mold or something, uh, you're going to go to distillation. And then it's you're going to have to spin that stuff into gold because you might not be able to sell it or you're going to do some type of weird remediation or something else that may affect the flavor profiles. Well, the, the mold thing is as a home grower, you know, that's one of the ones that, um, excuse me, the arguments that people will like, you know, this is why you shouldn't have home grow because of molds mm -hmm. and it's, you know, like you're handling stuff or some bullshit, like it's a product versus like there could be mold in my tomatoes or my potatoes, but yet, you know. Yeah, but you wash those before you consume them. With cannabis, you dry it, but that's the point. You know, if you have cured it and dried it correctly, it shouldn't have those things. But how to examine it, how to identify that too, right? Because sometimes I don't, I don't even, you know, like you catch it by accident sometimes, right? It's not even like I inspect every freaking flower I'm smoking. You know, it's not like I'm going through every beer I'm looking at and going, oh, it's clear. There's nothing, there's no dead mice in this one, you yep. know, or whatever case. Yeah, there were some jokes on the Simpsons about that. Uh, the the customer, you know, there's a quality control line at the uh, Duff Brewery, and Barney thanks the guy on it, and he's like, oh, just doing a great job. And he's like, mouse, syringe, fine, fine. And then while he's shaking Barney Gumble's hand, a jar with Hitler's head in it like goes down. No. Oh yeah, and like you know, a mouse and like rats and all this other stuff. Yeah, so yeah. while the quality control guy is being congratulated, is when everything goes wrong. Uh, speaking of that, we do have a story out of the marijuana moment regarding um, the Congress's research detail expanding federal marijuana policy gap and reminding lawmakers of their options to fix this. So congressional researchers, according to the Marijuana Moment, have issued a new report that details the expanding policy gap between federal and state marijuana laws and emphasize states are continuing to move forward with legalization, regardless of whether Congress decides to address the inconsistencies. Look how they have that outright flouting of the law. Let's address the inconsistencies. Yeah. And again, we're, we're talking about, you know, rescheduling and shouldn't reschedule. The whole thing is just wrong. Like how we perceive these substances and, and, and the legalization and, and the, legal, the regulation of it, period. You know, because this is, you would consider scheduling like a regulation, right? Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and then the conclusion of the, the research report says federal prohibition is not stopping the uh, state reforms from moving forward. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, a billion spent against the plant? The plant's still winning? Mm. You know, so well it's just because think, when you're propping up a lie that doesn't usually work and and then the cannabis prohibition being a schedule one substance requires a lot of lies for you to be able to uh allow you to go through with it you know and that's that's one of the things uh, that was the coolest aspect of this year of biden's executive action in theory he should not have been able to do it because like he didn't do that for heroin mm. which is another schedule one substance nobody said exactly. like, hey you know before I got on that heroin, I was not doing well. And then after I got on it, like all my problems went away. Nobody is saying that. You know, that's ridiculous yeah. because it's it's a harmful, dangerous drug that's scheduled appropriately. Cannabis is a political prisoner and has been since day one with Schedule F. 
uh, of the Controlled Substances Act added that resulted in the first of these studies that everybody wants us to continue to do. Uh, and, and it wasn't the first, but it was the first federal one. It was called the Schaefer Commission. President Nixon at the time threw it in the gosh darn garbage and nobody's done the shit at the federal level since until this year in 2022, when the first standalone cannabis bill was passed calling for research. That bill can't even pass calling for research for appropriate things and still say that marijuana is properly classified under the Controlled Substances Act. Neither one of those things should be true if the Schedule One substance is accurate or Schedule I, uh, One labeling. I love how you always reference the Schaefer Act, but you always forget the LaGuardia report. Well, like, that's because the LaGuardia report was from the 40s and it was not specifically funded by the federal government. Wasn't? I thought it was. Uh, no, I thought it was funded by uh, New York. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes more sense, I guess, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Fuck. I got a I crazy. Got a, I got a, uh, an attention hungry dog here. We just got some kittens and she's being neglected. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I'm sure if you brought the dog on the show, our ratings would go up. So, you know, if you're if you're right. watching this at home, you get to see Miggy's dog. Unfortunately, if you're listening in your car, you don't get to see who's a good boy. And that's why uh, when you can, please tune in to Cannabis Legalization News on all of the platforms. We're on LinkedIn. We're on uh, Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com backslash free THC. And we are also on uh, YouTube at, I think we're just going to put the word cannabis legalization back into it. We'll see what happens when the Republicans come to power. I mean, we're just trying to gamify the system, the algorithm, man. That's all Correct. Down to. That's why we do our little speed run show sometimes. You know, we're just trying to, you know, it, it's hit or miss. It's just like the memes that I share in the group. I don't know, like some goofy ass meme hits like a hundred thousand people. Versus mm -hmm. the one that I really think wants to send a message like jury nullification or right. uh, uh, any other thing. And it's like eight people. I'm like, I don't, right. fucking that don't get suppressed. Man. doesn't make any sense. But yeah. uh, that's where you can find it. Facebook.com backslash free THC. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. I share Miggy's uh, dank memes from uh, the Facebook page on that. And then also various things. I should have done something about the show today on it. However, we were having some technical dip difficulties. And I thought the Bears would be able to beat the Eagles. It's that nope. kind of day. That's all it is, man. It's the first day of the show in the basement. And also, check out CanvasLegalizationNews.com, the website. I mean, if, if you want to see, like, anything else, like, with the we're, we're doing, like, I do blog on there sometimes. And then, uh, you know, that's a good place to check out things. Hey, do, mm -hmm. uh, we got that hint story. You want, you want to go over that one? Yeah, I'm trying to get it loaded up. The, the Chromebook does not... Uh, process as fast as my uh, Mac, uh, yeah, but that's all right. Because like, when can you have a three hundred dollar computer that you use to do a? Uh... Oh, good, you have it. You share yeah. yours. Yours is better. Okay. Yeah. So we got the hemp industry support uh, pro supporter project wins USDA grant for climate smart fiber hemp research. Amazing. Yes. Everybody who believes in climate smart fiber and what hemp can do for the environment when it comes to building materials, fabric, uh, give us those likes and then also comment on your favorite aspect of the benefits of the hemp plant. This is really cool. This one comes out of the Tennessee Department of Agriculture. Hilarious that Tennessee, one of those states that has zero cannabis laws, will have a grant for $5 million dollars. Uh, Damn. to Tennessee State University for sustainable hemp fiber research. 
And that collaborative initiative is a partnership with the University of Tennessee, the Tennessee Department of Agriculture and the Hemp Alliance of Tennessee. And it's one of 71 proposals selected as part of the second partnership for climate smart commodities funding pool. There we go. Uh, $5 million ain't the $5 billion that I think it would actually take to get the type of research that we need to turn uh, hemp, the industrial hemp, into those types of realities. We're talking about realities of building materials, uh, realities of insulation, which is also a building material, but then... Well, the type of tech building, the research behind how to, how to get right. to that petroleum level, uh, replacing yeah. gas, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um... Bioplastics that can de- uh, biodegrade, so you could put the bio, put the plastic into the compost. But what's that the, would be uh... great. What's the term for uh, um, the energy dependency type stuff? You know what I mean? Like that could totally, you know, if we invested in that between replacements for like, even like silicon. I mean, we talked about hemp batteries, you know, so. And so you can use the graphene and the hemp batteries, but then you have to create that graphene. So you need a big source of carbon, for example, hemp, which makes more fiber than a tree, than an acre of uh, forest does. And how many years that old, chestnut of the the hemp industry where they say how much more an acre of hemp can make in terms of paper than an acre of um trees just wait till they find out that hemp is marijuana no that'll never happen (laughs) i'll never find that out speaking of things you may never find out we have uh, something being reported out of mj biz daily uh, and this one, I think, is good enough for one of our wonderful um, uh, bumpers, the shit that I was not expecting. Mm. I uh, think that I'm really pushing the bounds of the graphic processor on this computer oh shit. So, uh, you may have to start doing a lot of the um presentations catch you presentations or i'm gonna have to get a stronger computer uh, this is los angeles has selected 100 cannabis social equity applicants after a court vi- victory and this is a court victory that is interesting in the sense that this is one of those dormant commerce clause cases filed by this mr kenneth gay uh, principal of Verisite, a California-based corporation that, I guess, grows weed. Um, and then more than 1,200 applicants requested the social equity verification. 500-plus got qualified according to the city's cannabis regulations. But uh, this guy did not have the California cannabis conviction because his occurred in Michigan as opposed to L.A. And they said the Dormant Commerce Clause prohibits such treatment of privileging local citizens over residents of other states, which is true. I'm not understand. I don't understand how he lost this case. Oh, he lost it. Holy shit. Yeah. And so like, that's one of the things where you have to, it's not enough to have the loss, the, the article, you have to dig into the article to find the lawsuit and then read the lawsuit to find out like what the, so what of it is, you know? Well, I didn't realize. So just by the headline, I thought, okay, great. He was pro, he was the one trying to stop the whole process. So, you know, you're right. Uh, I mean, I, is it because, though, I think maybe the courts are – this is what I hate about the, the, our system. Because there is uh, um, the personal preference, uh, the politics in the judges themselves, right? Because they don't want to set a precedent. 
with the uh, uh, right. This would set a precedent if they were to uh, to accept his fight and be like, okay, dude, you're right. Well, it's not just in the cannabis industry. The Dormant Commerce Clause is a big sword, and it yeah. should have prevailed in that aspect. So it'd be interesting to see why it didn't. But uh, when they do these types of discrimination processes, and so like one of the things that we can do a deep dive in is how Illinois fixed the Dormant Commerce Clause issue with their new rules that are going to be in effect, I guess, for the 50 dispensaries that they'll have to do next year because they said they were going to do them this year. They didn't. And then next year's next year. So I'm assuming that they'll do next year's this year, which is just how the cannabis industry is in Illinois. They all have these rules and sayings, and then they just do whatever. Well, and this is the part where I think people are frustrated because this is where the part where money comes to play. Because if you have to have money to play to do all these lawsuits, to have a lawyer that knows to manipulate the system, right? Like, you know, and, and you know, it just, you it know, just we have a prime example of the X guy. Right, like, and I hate always talking about it, but the fact is, it's been. Uh, I always laugh that America is the lower, bit, the lowest bitter nation, you know. Like, and that's the thing that kicks our ass sometimes. You know, sometimes it's the part that can make you successful if you're the guy, you know, grinding your ass up and trying to, you know, do that thing for somebody. But when you're the person trying to get that bid and you keep going for the lowest bidder, eventually you get the shit we just got done in the past four years. You know that that a no business person, a no knowledge and wealth and, and, and substance right and uh i forget where i'm going here man i think 420 just took me off 420 is taking you off huh but uh you know there's some good news that happened and i'm trying to see where we can do that i think we'll do the name that strain in our deep dive there we go because uh, that'll give people a reason to tune in on Wednesday's uh, deep dive. We're going to be talking about something that is very peculiar that I've only seen in Missouri, something called an opt out list of legalization. It makes zero sense. Miggy and I will be filming that here after the, the news summary. We have a bad news and then we have a good news. And I figure what we should do is round out the broadcast with the good news. So we'll go to the bad news first. Uh, and that's how we like to do things. We do the bad news first, but uh, the good news is real good, and that'll be great for us to end on uh, the year with a positive note like that. You ever see the Monty Python where uh, 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 Sergeant Smith, your mom's died? That's not how you tell someone their mother died. Oh, my bad. Sergeant Smith, get back in the line. Everybody else whose mother's alive, step forward. Oh, get back, Sergeant Smith. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I like Monty Python. I miss the 70s. Uh, okay, so we have some uh, bad news, kind of. It's not really bad news. It's, yeah, it's, that's hilarious uh, news. Uh, so that this is out of Minnesota. Minnesota has sued to stop death by gummy bears, THC gummy bears. This happened after Minnesota foolishly legalized edibles. Of course, the farm bill foolishly legalized edibles because uh, our legislature can't do math or understand how much THC you need to get high. Uh, and so there we go. It's the this regulators say Northland Vapor and Wonka confections have been selling death by gummy bears edibles that contain as much as 100 milligrams of THC per serving, 20 times Minnesota's legal limit per serving. And the reason why they can do that is because they aren't They don't give two shits about the legal limit when it comes to Minnesota. They're looking at the federal law's legal limit. And so you can do math 
and, let, and I suggest you do the math in grams, by the way, because it gets easier as we're going to be talking about uh, very small numbers. As you have to have 99.7% of the dry weight basis be not delta 9 THC. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this this drew my attention because of the whole, you know, the irony. First off, they're saying death by gummies and you know, name of the company. But the it's marketing. Yeah, it's marketing. But they're blaming a death on these gummies, you know, due to. So the, uh, there was a pharmacy board in conjunction with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has been investigating Herb Pelding's companies after the FDA was notified in October that a healthy 23 year old in West Virginia died shortly after consuming 10 death by gummy brand items. So it, but I, I just. They jump into the TAC thing again, or or, or the. Or the Wait, did they literally say somebody died? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so they're saying that that's they're trying to. Yeah, well, because of these gummies. That's but what nobody died. Nobody died. Yeah, well, they're, they're they're yeah. trying to yeah they're trying to like connect the dots. Like you, I mean, this person might have died. But I don't think they did. Like, if that person would have died, Sam, that smart approaches to marijuana, would have oh, like put shit. that person's picture everywhere and so like, even when you see those stories that they say all oh, these kids had to go to the er because they overdosed on gummies you're like oh so some kids ate some gummies yeah they aren't supposed to get in those who screwed up what parent let them get in there and how are the kids oh they're fine good have you viewed the sam's website with the youtube videos links that they have on there because yeah. sometimes if it wasn't true it would be funny but it's also sad because it is true when you see these parents because they got a lot of testimony bullshit there and you know little jimmy died because uh you know yeah. he smoked a joint in eighth grade and died from heroin 10 years later yeah yeah that's what fucking did it you know, there it is the fda first alerted the state board of pharmacy about potency concerns after getting reports of young people who became ill after consuming the gummies some needed hospital care which yeah it, because what happened was these kids got really, really high, like uncomfortably paranoid. I don't like this high. They won't do that again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, I mean, I've done that. I've, I've, I've had way too much consumption where I went to a uh, 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 my local uh, dealer and uh, uh, we smoked a joint and then I was thirsty and apparently everything in his fridge was infused. And so then I also had a cookie, which was infused. And I thought I was going to die like two hours later. Nope. Like, literally, I just kept reminding myself, like, no one's ever died. Like, you just get really panicky. I mean, get some fresh air, yeah. drink some water, get some lemon, and get some pepper. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then remember, uh, you're fine. Try to calm down. It's not comfortable, but you're fine. Yeah. Exactly. No one's ever died. And, they, and you know what? I told myself, though, if I die, I'll be the most famous pothead in the world. Or- yeah, but don't do that because then Sam will come and like put your face on all of their marketing materials. And so if I ever, ever die of cannabis, uh, I, I am putting that in my uh, testimony desires to never be exploited by Sam because right? I yeah. really got to pay out the ass. Yeah, there we go. And not just pay for my funeral, pay for everybody's funeral. All right. So here is the good news of the year of the week. Let's let's give this one a little bumper action because this is good. And like, you know what? This is a little bit of history, kind of, as we are going to be talking about the past five years. So let's hit a history bumper. (music) 
Nearly 2 million marijuana convictions have been pardoned or expunged in the United States in the past five years, according to a new report. Marijuana Moment is doing the reporting. Uh, that's some good news to end this, uh, you know, 2022's broadcast on. Two million people pardoned, according to a new analysis from Normal. Shout out to Normal. If you're thinking about joining an organization to help change your state's marijuana laws or your cities, uh, consider Normal. You should get involved in your local or your state chapter and uh, continue to normalize the plan. Hell yeah. I mean, they've been one of the longest ones keeping the conversation out there. Totally. Yeah, we got to get uh, Keith Strop or um, the executive director that they have, Jen or or Morgan Fox, somebody, anybody from Normal on there, because they are great guests, and we'll have them on 420 somewhere in 2023. So please do stick yes. around, and tune in for that. Yeah, come hang out with us more. Yeah, no, this is great news. I mean, there's nothing really, you know, you can turn anything and everything. This is two administrations, right? This is the work of regular citizens. It's I don't even think it's like the administration themselves because the the process, the bureaucracy is. It's it's the popular thing. Like weed is yeah. so popular that a politician wants to do popular things. That's <laughs> right. the Because like you know why are they kissing babies? Because it gets some votes. And yeah. so like why did uh, Biden do that thing in October? Because he was probably trying to get some votes. Oh yeah, dude. Let's yeah. just face it though. The thing's been demonized. Like I'm old enough to remember when people wouldn't talk about it, right? Like. God forbid you you you're not you will not bring that up. You will not talk because this will kill your career. Now yeah, the, the unfortunate thing is I'm still old enough to know that it can kill your career. Like to speak up, right? Like I'm in a good spot and I understand everybody's fear. People who live in Tennessee, people who have shitty fucking neighbors that whatever. I get it. Like I I live a life just so I can try and be a normal citizen and just do whatever. Right on. Hey, um, our next show. That will be live. Will be on January first, I believe, New Year's. Do you have any uh, warm wishes to give the audience before we say that's it for the year? I mean, we are going to do one more show, but that one's going to be in the can, and we might record another one uh, with Cole from Illinois for our uh, Sunday show, or we might just do it on the first live. You know? Oh, I mean, shit, it's going to be Christmas uh, next week, so yeah, uh, happy holiday. It's been great. You know, and it's been fun. I can't believe we got. 37, you know, get your friends to, to come hang out with us. Mm -hmm. Get your friends to come hang out with us. Next year, we're going to be doing some real cool stuff. I uh, got some Sam Cart and then some Creator U uh, things. And so I'm moving the mastermind from WooCommerce and WordPress into a different platform so that we can uh, have a better uh, value to our clients and give them like a place where they can start because this industry is really difficult and expensive to get into. I don't care. Like, you know, you can say that it's cheap. That's a lie. Like it's cheaper in certain jurisdictions. Like it's cheaper in New Mexico. But right. if you really chintz on your dispensary and then somebody robs your ass. Well, you know, and, yeah. and again, all of this is expensive. It's, it's not cheap to open a restaurant. You don't just get to go buy a pack of bread and bologna and call it a sandwich shop. No, you can make it. There's ways to make it cheaper. And then there's ways to make yeah. the industry cheaper. And so in states like oh, Mich yeah. uh, Michigan or Massachusetts or Maine or uh, soon New Jersey, open market states, it, it can be cheaper, but then they still have regulations. And so a dispensary in Michigan is you can you can do it as cheaply as you can, but you have to do it by the regulations. Oh, yeah. and, and that's expensive because like the uh, my, my client in Illinois, quarter million bucks on the security alarm systems and like the cameras and stuff. Just all the, the tech, not necessarily the vault, you know? 
Oh yeah, the way, the way I see what I've seen so far is if you're going to get into the cannabis business business side of things, you got to expect two things. One, you better have money to burn, right? You got to just be like, okay, I, to live. If you want to live comfortably, you better be like, I'm going to suck at life for three six months or whatever long until you can at least get built up. And then the other is like, besides the money to burn, it's like you got to be there every fucking day. You know, that's the thing about opening a restaurant. You know, people got to be in there Golden every day. Handcuffs is the saying. Golden handcuffs. And uh, here's a little teaser. That's going to be what we're going to be talking about for the name of the strain later. Uh, I'm good. I'm going to just say, look, this is a great show. Sorry we're a little late. Thank you so much for tuning in this year. Next year is going to get nuts. Uh, but right now, Mickey and I are going to go do a deep dive on something. And you can check that out on Wednesday. The next video that you need to watch to make your day is going to be the one on our end screen. It's, it's right there or it's right there depending on how StreamYard flips this. See you in 2020. Well, see you on Wednesday, but that'll be a recording. See you live in 2023, everybody. Later. Take a look.